0: There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports, whether it's on the gridiron. For
1: the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. On the court. Edwards thinking three and popping a three.
0: On the ice.
1: It's going to be a good one.
0: Or on the diamond.
1: Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive. I think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs. Or negative. He's terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or pessimism. Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody?
0: There's always something to chat about.
1: Shout out to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite.
0: If you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things minnesota sports you've come to the right place this is minnesota sports chat and now here's your host ross Brendel.
1: all right here we go edition number 136 of the soon to be award-winning award-winning if only in my own mind minnesota sports chat I would be Ross Brendel. You can find me on that Twitter machine at Brendel Ross. You can email the pod as well, MinnesotasportsChat at gmail.com. Mitchell Hansen from Canis Hoopis on the Timberwolves in a matter of moments before I segue to him. The obligatory reminders that I know you can say along with me. Please rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple and on Spotify. And no matter how you are listening to this podcast, please tell your friends and family all about Minnesota Sports Chat. If you wouldn't mind, maybe even just send them the link of how you're listening right now to this very episode. Today's guest can also be found on that Twitter machine. He is at M underscore hansen with an E13. Again, M underscore Hanson 13. And you can find his work at canishupas.com. Mitchell, you ready to talk some Timberwolves basketball?
0: Yes, let's do it. Thank you for having me. I, I, I like the Open. I, I haven't been on since since the new Open um, started, but it it's nice. I like it.
1: You know why it's fun for me? I try and remember what I was so worked up about when I get, I don't know, a couple of those bits that Manny Hill put this together that he pulled for me. I'm not even, I didn't, I know I get worked up. I didn't realize that I get that worked up. My hunch is, one of those had to have something to do with the Dylan Bundy signing for the Twins. I'm just that's just a hunch. You know, I mean, I think most of us could have sniffed that one out from a mile away that that wasn't going to be so effective. Actually, you know what it might have been? Could have been Chris Archer. There
0: that... you go. There there are a lot of hot takes <laughs> when it comes with when it comes to the Minnesota Twins and the in the decisions made.
1: You so. know, there there's also I don't know if I would call them hot takes, but there's There's plenty to talk about with the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially with the roster reconstruction and roster revamping. We're recording this on the night of Monday, October 17th. Wolves open up in just a few days away. Let's start there with the new faces on the roster, if you don't mind. Rudy Gobert, Austin Rivers, Kyle Anderson. That's just to name a few. I know there's more. I think a lot of Timberwolves fans are expecting big things from this team. And I think we can all identify or internalize what big things means. I think we all hope they at least get out of the first round of the playoffs. Is it fair to expect that things will look really good, though, the first couple weeks of the season? I think there could be some losses where you don't necessarily like them, but it's going to be a part of the growing pains and the process.
0: I agree with that. I, I mean, I think, A, with any season, there there is some growing pains. I mean... You're going to have a learning process no matter what to begin the season, um, especially when you do have have the pieces, like you mentioned, um, that the Wolves have this year, um, most notably headlined by, by Rudy Gobert. I mean, it's when you have new faces and you have faces such as that in that caliber in a starter, um, it, it's going to take a little bit of a learning process, just getting a feel for, for each other um, as far as the players go. Um, the coaching staff getting used to the, the personnel on the roster, the you know vice versa, the, the players getting used to the coaching staff, the schemes run, all of that stuff. So I, I think that that it will be a little bit of a learning process. I don't know if it'll be maybe as much as you know we might think or might not think. I mean, I think it'll be I think it'll be a relatively smooth transition. Um, but I, I do think that there, there will be some, there will be some losses early on that you're like, Ooh, they should have won that game. Or maybe at the end of the year, they look back and they're like, God, they, you know, they could have maybe won a, you know, maybe a handful of more games, uh, early on in that in the season. But I think it'll, it'll take a little bit of time, but I I think in the end, it'll be a good product and it'll be a good, uh, good outcome for this team.
1: I think a lot of Timberwolves fans, for as much as they love the Rudy Gobert trade, the ones that do, obviously, there's some out there that maybe think the team gave up too much. But I think a lot of Wolves fans are trying to figure out what exactly the team will look like and what the game flow will look like, because it is interesting. I'll steal this take from other people. You watch a ton of NBA, more than I do. Right now, what the roster that the Wolves are building— they're essentially zigging when everybody else is zagging. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. There's nothing that says that it can't work out, but it's definitely an inside-out offense more than it would be outside-in. Uh, your take on just that, and we never even talked about I don't think I've had you on since the Wolves traded for Rudy Gobert, just how you assess everything that comes along with Rudy Gobert now being a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Well, well. To start with the the first half of your question, um, you know, I, I do think that it's interesting the way that the the team does look now. I mean, it's a little bit different, obviously, than than what we're uh, accustomed to with with Cat running the, the five and being kind of that that main um, post presence. But I think it'll it'll open up everything with with Rudy Gobert inside. It'll it'll open up everything for everybody else on the roster. I mean, this was a team that. Not only played fast last year, but they they you know shot the ball quite a bit from deep. Um, they kind of played from the outside in, like you mentioned, rather than the inside out. Um, how that changes this year will be interest, interesting to see. I think it'll open things up for Cat a lot, just because he is more of that that stretch for. I think it'll it'll help his game, um, and it'll give a nice defensive uh, presence inside too with 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 Gobert. Um, but I I think that. To be honest, even with having him on the roster, I, I think, you know, this team's still going to play somewhat of a similar style of, of game. I mean, it, it'll obviously take a little bit of a step back from what we saw last year um, with, with the team that was, you know, the the highest scoring offense in the NBA. Um, you know, just and, and granted, it, it, is a, it is a small sample size, but looking at the preseason that the Wolves have had so far, you know they they have kind of been playing with with the same style of play as what we saw last year um you know they they're still they're still getting their shots from deep maybe not as much um they're still kind of playing a little bit faster pace um they still can score quite a bit which is which is fun to see and good to see um but when that stuff isn't working now now they do have that option of an inside presence they do you know when they are facing a team that's maybe going to slow the game down a little bit. Maybe that's more of a go bear game than, um, you know, the 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 other form of um, you know playing outside in. Um, I I think it it just it it offers a lot of flexibility for the team, which is a great thing to have, especially when you get into the postseason. You get into the later portion of the season. You're, you're facing those different types of teams where. You know, we see, we've seen in, in past years where, you know, you, you get a team that, that plays like, like Minnesota uh, did last year, and then they, they face a team that has a really solid inside presence um, or maybe a post-heavy group. Maybe, you know, one way or the other, they struggle or they succeed, you know, quite a bit in that matchup. And I think the Wolves can kind of adapt to both styles of, of play now. Um, which is a, a great thing to have and i i think that'll that'll lead to success down the road um you know going going to the the second half of your question about about the trade um you know it it's it's odd to to kind of see minnesota and especially the wolves kind of go all in like this last time we saw something like this was i guess the the jimmy butler trade and and kind of you know, shipping away the, the assets that were traded away or sent away in that trade, um, to try and go quote unquote all in, but this really was an all in type of move. I mean, they're, they're betting not only, you know, the present, but the future, uh, on this move. And, um, there's a lot weighing on it. So I, it'll be interesting to see and look back, you know, five years from now, what, you know, what this, what this all did for the, the course of the franchise, but, um, I know the the front office is, is hoping the, the big swing pays off.
1: Well, there's so much to unpack with the trade. And like you said, Mitchell, I don't even think we need to spend a ton of time because time will tell how impactful it was. I would say to me at first, I thought, man, that is a lot. But then I thought about it for about a day, and I said, well, what's the downside here? If he shows up in game one, his leg falls off and he never plays again, well, then the Wolves are just as irrelevant as they basically have been for 30 years. So so what are they really losing here? You know, that's that's what I would say. The upside far outweighs the negative. But what I would say on the trade that, to me, is the most interesting plot is right away It's leadership telling Carl Anthony Towns, Ant Edwards, and D'Angelo Russell, hey, here's a star for you. We think this team is really good, and we thought so much of you three, we went out and got another running partner for you. And I would say in the long run, you don't give up four players and a total of five draft picks for this just to be a second-round playoff team. I'm not saying you need to win the NBA finals this year, but I look at it and say in the stretch that Rudy Gobert's here, I don't know if you can ever say any team should win the championship, so I'm not going to say that. But the Wolves should at least represent the Western Conference in the finals at some point. Otherwise, what was the trade really for? And I appreciate that. I love that type of leadership. We don't win anything in this town. It's great to see people try and win. If it blows up, it blows up. Oh, well.
0: Yeah, I mean, people look at the trade and it's like, okay, you wait from both sides. You know, sure, maybe they gave up a, a decent amount for, you know, an all-star caliber center or all-star center. But how often are those types of players available? 100%, or, correct. How, how many times can you actually trade for that style of player? And if you have to give that up for that player you give that up for that player and you feel feeding off for your, your your point that that you just made you know the most successful teams that you know in any sport you know basketball baseball football whatever it may be they they put their money where their mouth mouth is and you know the wolves are doing just that and those those teams that I'm refer or mentioning, or referencing, they, they have success. They end up winning titles and they, you know, it, they, they don't regret the moves that they made, you know, after the fact. And, and I view this as, you know, if this does end up paying off, it'll be the exact same way. Obviously, if it, you know, backfires, everybody's going to, you know, criticize the move and maybe it shouldn't have been made, but you, you take that chance. And like I said, if you can get a, if you can get an all-star caliber player of any sort, um, you, you, Got it. foolish to pass that up
1: do you agree though that the goal should be and maybe i walk it back a bit but you got to at least get to the conference finals once or twice and maybe even the finals right i mean that's that's a lot to give up just to be another playoff team right the goal the goal is to win here
0: right yeah i i agree and i i think even this year i think this team is a you know it could be a top four team in the west and i mean the West isn't what it once was. I mean, the West is a little bit weaker than what it once was. Um, you know, even just a even just last year, but the last couple of years. Um, so you know, the Wolves are kind of kind of up on the upswing as everybody else is, maybe you know, flatlining or maybe on the on the down downturn. But I think that that you know, it, the opportunity is right now, uh, maybe not you know this season specifically, but it is in this next you know. Two, three years, or a handful of years, however long the the group can stay together, and I I do agree that that obviously the for a team that made it out of the first or made it to the first round didn't make it out of the first round last year, but made it to the first round. I mean, you, you at least have to start with a second round appearance this year at least. Um, but no, I, I definitely think the goal is to obviously try and make a serious shot at a at an NBA title and at least reach in the finals.
1: So throw out Rudy Gobert in this upcoming season. Just forget that he never showed up here. Who else are you excited to see of the new additions? Player that was drafted or player that was signed? Who else are you excited to see? Or maybe, maybe I'll spin it to you this way. Who is maybe off the radar a little bit that you expect will have some sort of impact? So you can take that either way.
0: I'm, I'm actually really intrigued to see how Kyle Anderson does in, in his role on this team. Um, you know, they, they do have a lot of pieces in that second unit that fit really well together. Um, and they're, they're very versatile. Um, they can kind of impact the game in multiple ways. Um, I'm, I'm that maybe this is just me, but I, I'm personally um, intrigued to see what, what he can do. Um, you know, I, I'm, Interested to see also what what some of the younger guys and maybe the role players um, can do in expanded roles this year, Um, you know, with obviously giving away, you know, as you mentioned, those those collection of players as well as the draft picks. But the collection of players that the Wolves did, um, that opens up some windows for other players. Um, and I I think that the front office did a nice job of backfilling the roster and and being able to to make up for those those lost players that were sent away in the Gobert trade. Um, but it, it I'm interested to see um, Anderson and how how he kind of molds and, and gels here
1: without some of the moves that were made or without getting Rudy Gobert. Do the Wolves wind up with a player like Austin Rivers and and a, a... The, the reason why I ask that is I think Austin Rivers might be on this roster more for just his experience and what he's seen than actually what he can provide as a player. And I still think he can give you a lot as a player. I'm not trying to diminish him. But overall, the roster doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. Well, he, he has a pretty good amount. So I, I do think that that's a part of the reason of why he's here. But to to have him here, I feel like you wouldn't have him on this roster if you didn't have another star like Rudy Gobert. Is that fair?
0: I think anytime you get kind of a veteran player like that, there's there's a reason they're they're coming here. I mean, it, it they're they see the potential in in the team. They're not wasting their years right now. They they want to play. If they're going somewhere, they're going to a team that they think can win. And and I, I think to your point that that's that's kind of what what Austin Rivers sees in in the Timberwolves. Um, I I don't know I you know I do agree that I don't maybe think that he comes here if I mean I mean don't get me wrong this the team without Rudy Gobert you know looking back at the team last year is still a solid team um, it obviously takes a step up with Rudy Gobert and I I, I do think that that kind of raised some eyebrows of maybe up you know, players around the league like Austin Rivers, who's looking for a new destination. Um, but, yeah, I I, I I don't know if he he comes here, you know, without that. I mean, the, there's obviously a, a chance that he, he does. Maybe I don't know what, what kind of offers he was receiving um, this year to, to, you know, suitors that he had throughout, throughout the league. But, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of his... Not only his role as a player, but like you said, his leadership role, and maybe he ends up playing the Udonis Haslam role, where he just sits on the bench, and sits there for seventeen years, <laughs> and uh, and does the he's the one that leads the crowd stand up. Yeah.
1: Stand up. They,
0: they put him in the game so he can get a technical or get ejected from the game. And then just, you know, he goes back to the locker room and he, watches the rest on TV. Yeah,
1: he's like the designated fighter in hockey, right? He's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got one job, and it's really got nothing to do with actually playing basketball. Right. One, one final one for you uh, on the Minnesota Timberwolves. When you When you look back at the end of this upcoming season, and we don't know what it will entail, but at the end of the year, Whose team is this? Is it going to be Rudy Gobert's team? Is it going to be Carl Anthony Towns' team? Or is it going to be Ant Edwards' team? And I'm leading the jury here a little bit because I've said since day one when Ant got here, maybe not day one. I waited a little bit. But once you saw the type of player that he was and the type of personality, to me it's inevitable. At some point this is going to be Ant Edwards' team and not Carl Anthony Towns' team. And I've always, you know, doom and gloom Minnesota sports fan, I've always in my head thought, well, that'll inevitably drive Carl Anthony Towns out of here when it's no longer his team. So long-winded question, classic Ross question, can everybody coexist together? And at the end of the year, who is the leader of this team?
0: I, you know, I think, like you said, with, with Ant and his, just his personality and his you know, him being able to just kind of take over a fan base and take over a game even with his style of play, Um, not even mentioning his, you know, his personality and and the type of person he is. I think that by the end of the year, it's his team. Um, And I think it might be more so a shared kind of responsibility part or kind of responsibility or role between him and Gobert. And I think that that's going to take a lot of adjusting, or maybe not a lot of adjusting, but some adjusting for Carl Anthony Towns because he has always been that, that centerpiece. All, all these guys have. I mean, all the, the top stars, are they've always been the top player on their team, and it takes adjusting when somebody else does join. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if Cat if, if can kind of take that, that step back and if that helps him it helps him or hurts him. I think it might end up helping him maybe take a little bit of a load off of his shoulders um, that he's he's felt since maybe coming into the NBA or coming coming to Minnesota. Um, Ant's the kind of player that that welcomes it, wants it, and he thrives in that space. Um, and I, I think just personality alone, I think that, that he kind of takes things over as the face and kind of his team. I think Gobert's the, the type of player that is okay in that role and is fine with having that, you know, quote unquote, like this is his team role. Um, But I think he's kind of fine with not having that as well. Like he's the kind of personality that if he's a number two, number three kind of option, not necessarily scheme wise, but just, you know, as far as whose team it is. I think he's okay with that, and he's okay with kind of being in the background. So I I think Ant will welcome it. I think everybody else will kind of propel him to, to that spot, and I think he can definitely handle it.
1: Well, and on the town's end, this isn't always the case, but what tends to make things easier is when you're winning. So let's hope that there's a lot of winning this season, and that'll just make it easier on everybody. I do want to ask you about another team in town, that you cover and write about Uh, just one quick question on them. Still winning a bit, but not at the level that we're used to. The Minnesota Lynx, Mitchell, what is it going to take to get one for the thumb? What do we have to do? Do we have to go buy every free agent? Do we have to lock in to Paige Beckers? Do we have to, it's never going to happen, but do we have to go beg Maya Moore to get back in playing shape and come back and play? I want one for the thumb Mitchell. And we're overdue. I, yeah. What do the Lynx have to do to get that championship again? It's the Lynx League. Everybody else is just playing in it. But for that to happen, we got to get another championship.
0: Well, it's been five years. What? I mean, I, that's way too uh, long. It's been too long. Yeah. Mitchell, I've had like
1: <laughs> four jobs in that in that time.
0: <laughs> I've been on the podcast about five times. <laughs> I think so, so. I'm just, um, no, I, I think that, you know, with, with Sylvia Fowles now gone, they need another piece like that. They need a they need a star player to to pair alongside um Nafisa Collier. Now that that's not a knock on Kale McBride, Ariel Powers, you know, that that group that you know it, they, they are all you know solid pieces. I I just think they need, you know, a top star to that that you often see the you know the successful teams in the WNBA have. Like a Sylvia follows, like I just said, um, I do think that they target a post presence. I do like, like I said, someone to backfill and fill in that Sylvia follows role. Um, Nafisa Collier will be the new face of the team and the new, the the new, you know, number one on this team, and she will be moving forward. Um, but they, I don't know if that's, you know, I I could see it definitely being a a trade of some sort this off season. I don't want to say that I've, you know, that I'm reporting on anything or, or have have heard anything. I, it's, this is just my, my two cents and kind of my opinion in what I think will, should happen. Um, I do think that they maybe package some, some stuff up and, and maybe try and make, take a swing at somebody um, to, to try and pull them to Minnesota. Maybe they, they do look at the free agent market, maybe, you know, and that, that will result in, players being traded away then. Um, but you know you, there are a lot of intriguing you know big name free agents this, this offseason. I mean you look at like you know a lot of people think she's going back to to Seattle but you know maybe Brianna Stewart decides that she wants to leave Seattle and go somewhere else. To, is Minnesota an option for that or for her um, you know do, does Minnesota maybe you know package up their their top you know two you know, well the two first round picks but that especially that top uh, four pick that they're gonna have did they package that up and maybe you know a player like Ariel powers and maybe you know a couple different pieces and in triangle get a get a center or a you know a, a, a stretch four or somebody like that um, you know they, they do have a lot of options and and that's intriguing and that's as uh, Lynx fans know, that's something that that Cheryl Reeve really likes and she she's thinking about every single thing that that they could possibly do to to get creative and, and make a splash because they don't want to miss the playoffs again next year. That's not happening. You know, They're the, going to do all they can.
1: The advantage that Cheryl Reeve has over over the uh, brass at the Timberwolves is when she's recruiting free agents, she can bring them here and the weather is, you know, typically a lot nicer. Than what the NBA has to put up with. So maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that'll work out in her favor. Uh, one team that is always excellent and doesn't really need to court anybody. All they need you to do is check out their website and you'll see how great they are. That is Beans Coffee Company. The website is coffeebybeans.com. Coffeebybeans.com. Here's what I need you to do. Very simple. Go to that website, coffeebybeans.com. Take a look at all their wonderful blends. I love the Mikado and the 3-Minute. Fantastic. I do whole bean, but you can get ground. You you do you. I won't judge you. I'm always grinding, though. While you're there, you can sign up for a coffee subscription in one- to eight-week intervals. You can also purchase by the bag as well. Three bags or more ship for free. Beans Coffee Company, they ship anywhere in the United States with free shipping on all of those orders. Three bags or more. Coffeebybeans.com. Again, coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code sportschat. That's sports chat. You'll save a little bit of cash at checkout just for listening to the pod. I'm telling you, yes, obviously there's a reason why I'm telling you about them, but I'm dead serious. This is fantastic coffee. If you're a coffee person, check them out. Coffeebybeans.com. Promo, promo code sportschat. Well, Mitchell, I see the snaps every Sunday. When I think, and I, I say this lovingly, when I think of somebody who, when you when you cut them open, they bleed purple, and I think a borderline homer, you might be one of the first people that come to my mind. You, you send me a flag every Sunday. Is the flag posted all year long, or are you only hanging it up on Sunday? And we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings here.
0: Well, first of all, I am 100% a homer. Um,
1: do you have objectivity when it comes to the Vikings? <laughs> that's, that's what I need to know. I do. Uh, when,
0: it, when it comes to the flags, so a little bit of a backstory: I, I purchased a, a home um, here in Minnesota about a little under a year. It'll be a year this, this winter.
1: Congratulations. We're on that same, uh, same time frame here.
0: Thank you. Well, congratulations to you as well. well. Thank you very
1: much, Airnox. Yes, <laughs> um, but one of my,
0: my welcome to the neighborhood gift from my neighbor who my neighbor Drew, who is a uh, um, actually a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, he gave me this big banner that I have hanging in my garage. But on Sundays, I hang it on the outside of my garage, and actually, I have a couple neighbors across the street that also have banners from Drew um that are by Vikings banners. What a
1: nice guy um, this Drew
0: is. Right, exactly. He's he's great. Um, but he or I also I wanted to take my game up up a notch cuz I you know I can't just be like everybody else and have just a just a banner. I got to do something else.
1: You can't be so, like everybody else. You're Mitchell Hansen, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so I bought a
0: flag. And I, because I had a flagpole holder, well, I didn't have a flag. So I bought a flag. And of course, I bought a Vikings flag. Why, you know, why buy an American flag when you can buy a Vikings flag? I'm just kidding.
1: But, um, well, they're in America and it, it basically, for the most part, gives off the state that you're from. So it accomplishes right, both. Right.
0: Right. And I will be getting a, a, a U.S. flag as well. But I during Viking season, I I religiously uh, hang up the the Vikings flag as well. But every Sunday, I I do uh, put that out there. I don't have it up year round, I don't have it up every day. But on Sundays, it's you have to celebrate celebrate Skull Sunday by by hanging the flags.
1: Okay, so do me a favor here. I got a I got a really good buddy of mine. Hi, BJ. He has a gopher flag that he hangs up on every Saturday of the gopher football season. And every time the team loses, I tell him, you need to hang that flag in distress. So the next time the Vikings lose, which hopefully is never again this year, will you hang the flag in distress or from your garage, will you just tip it upside down. I think that would just be hilarious. And then you're doing a public service because say one of your neighbors was out all day. They had a church function. Maybe they were at fall ball. Okay. And they didn't see the game at all. They'll drive into the neighborhood and they'll see the flag is upright. They'll go, okay, Vikings won." or if it's upside down, they'll go, darn it. Flags in distress. Vikings lost. Can you do that for me? I could do that. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, <laughs> how about this? Maybe I'll buy like a, um, You know, it's like an eight and a half by thirteen big banner. Like, it's a big, it's a big banner, um, enough so that it covers most of the garage. And how about this? I'll buy the exact same size, but I'll buy a um, Michael Jordan crying meme. Oh, that Um, works for me. That works for me. I'll just put it right over the, the right over the front of it.
1: That works for me. Anything we can do to poke fun at Michael Jordan, who I believe only has five and a half championship rings because he stole one from Brian Russell. Um, and I'm, I'm all for that. So here, here's my, uh, a couple real Vikings questions for you. Then we'll get out of here. I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't believe this Vikings team to be particularly any good or very good, but I give them credit for doing what they've been able to do and they shouldn't apologize for it. Nobody's going to take wins away from them. I thought at the beginning of the year they would be a playoff team. One, because now we have extra playoff teams. And I, I think I think they're good. I just don't think that they're great, right? But the way the NFC shaping up this year, Mitchell, I, you can convince me the Vikings could be the sacrificial lamb to the Chiefs or Bills in the Super Bowl, and I'd say, yeah, okay. I mean, I think Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC. I don't think they're unbeatable. I'd rather play them in Minnesota than Philly, but... You know, who knows? Maybe you get another crack at them. It's better the second time around, or maybe somebody takes them out and you don't have to worry about it. But for the Vikings right now, Mitchell, first and foremost, with essentially, we'll call it a two and a half game lead in the division. You have the tiebreaker over Green Bay for now. Who knows how it'll shake out as the season goes on. And I only mentioned Green Bay because Chicago and Detroit aren't aren't real competition. And maybe Green Bay isn't either. Maybe it's recency bias. But the goal for the Vikings should be obviously win the division so you guarantee you can get a home playoff game. But I heard this today from a couple different people. I cringe when people do this. Well, you know, they get Arizona out of the bye. They should win that one. Then they go to Washington. They should win that one. They should be 7-1 and one before they go to Buffalo. No, don't talk like that. This team's 5-1 and one and could easily be 1-5. You, you play them one at a time. Focus on winning those games. Get yourself a home playoff game. Get yourself the highest seat as possible and see what happens from there. I'm buying in, Mitchell. I don't even believe in them, but I'm buying in.
0: You know, I it, it's kind of funny you say that because I have the same viewpoint of this team. I, I was even telling somebody on when I, who I was watching the, the game with on, on Sunday, I was like, this is going to be a 5-1 team, now is a 5-1 team. And they literally look like a two-win team.
1: Yeah, they like, don't look it, good. No, they've looked like, good when the, it matters, which again they should get credit for.
0: Right, and and credits to them. I mean, it you know if you can win while not playing well, that's great. I mean, that's best case scenario. But I, I do think that there's there's definitely room for improvement, which you know is is a great thing for a team that's five and one going into a bye to be saying. Um, I you know. I do think that this is a decent team, and they could go on a run, especially the the division's there for the taking. I mean, it's it's their division to lose now at this point. I mean, Green, like you said, um, Chicago and Detroit aren't going to do much of anything in the division or in general. Um, Green Bay is kind of self imploding in front of our eyes already. They probably will end up figuring it out once you know Aaron Rodgers decides that. It's know. go time. It, yeah. It's, yeah. We'll Once he gets past out. the self
1: pity, you know, which he always. Right. This year, the self pity seems to be hurting them more than normal. Yes. So I, yeah, I still live in fear of Aaron getting hot. I do every year. I go into every season expecting Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. And then when they don't, it's a great relief and I feel a lot better.
0: I always say that, you know, if the Vikings win, that's great. I mean, I obviously want the Vikings to win every week, whatever. But. If the Vikings lose and the Packers lose, it's maybe it's a not wash. As good, but it's it's fine. <laughs> it's a wash. If if the Packers lose, it doesn't matter what happens. It's still a good week, but it just it's it's even better when the Vikings
1: the, win. The key here for the Vikings, and this will be the final point, at least for me, I, I expect the offense will get better as the season goes on. Now I've been saying that for a month and a half, and it really hasn't. But I think the bye week for them even though they're not super injured, is coming at the right time. Good time to self-scout, good time to see what's working, what isn't. I think it's coming at a really nice time. On that health thing, though, Mitchell, I would say that is the most important thing to the Minnesota Vikings. I still don't view this as a roster that can withstand a ton of injuries. So staying healthy is going to be very important, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where obviously right now at this point that's their biggest Achilles heel and their best players on defense, they're on the back half of their careers. you know. So how will that hold up as the season goes on? Got to keep everybody healthy. Somehow, someway, you just got to stay relatively healthy throughout the season. I think that's as big of a key for the Vikings as anything. In all honesty, that's kind of the key for most teams in the NFL, right? You lose your star players, well, most teams in all sports. You lose your star players, doesn't matter how good the rest of the team is, you're not going to be very good if you're best players, aren't available to you.
0: Mhm. I think it's it's even I mean health is important roster wide, but I think it's even more important for this defense to stay healthy like you said. Um the 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 Vikings offense should and has in the past been a high powered offense one that can, you know, has multiple weapons if healthy. But this year they've they haven't really I mean they have but It feels like there's still something to get tapped into and something that they can put forth. I mean, it's not as dominant as you know people thought. Okay, you know we we have Kevin McConnell coming or Kevin O'Connell coming in. um, It's going to immediately look like the Rams' offense, and that that won't be the case. But they do have the capabilities of that style of offense, Um, but they're not going to be able. I mean, obviously, any defense. I think defense wins championships, and defense needs to stay healthy. But this defense needs to needs to step up. You know, a bit, yeah, yeah, they
1: need to stay healthy, and they need to get get better. And I again, I, I've said this uh, in private to a lot of people. I don't know if they don't look so great right now because of the scheme, or if it's the players. Logic tells me it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, you just your defense is is pretty good. It's it's not great. How do you feel about this? I've been calling him Ed Onatel because there's no D in Donatel. And I also don't want to call him E Onatel because I think that just sounds funny. Am I too early on the Ed Donatel rips? Do I have to wait a bit longer? I don't think so. I hate the scheme. I don't even like using the word hate, but I hate it. It's really tough to guard receivers and tight ends, Mitchell. I think I've used this joke already. But it's really tough to guard them when the game's in Minneapolis and you're lining up in St. Paul.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's no, just I, tough, makes it tough. I agree, I agree. And like, I don't know, I, when watching even like the most recent game of you know playing against the Dolphins, just watching Teddy just kind of pick apart the defense, too, it's like, okay, let's <laughs> let's adjust something here and let's let's not let Mike Kosicki catch any more 20 yard passes and touchdowns. Here, we can somebody. Somebody uh, match up against him and figure this out.
1: Somebody's fantasy team had a great day because of uh, Mr. Gesicki. Uh, in closing here, Mitchell, how do people find more about you and all the work that you'll be doing with the uh, around the Minnesota Timberwolves this season?
0: Yeah, so you can check out Canis Hoopas. Um, you mentioned uh, canishoopas.com. Uh, there'll be um, stuff for myself and and the rest of the, the crew uh, pushing out stuff daily there. Um, anything from from previews to features to recaps to you name it, they, we we'll, we'll have it covered. I actually have a a story coming out this week. Um, it actually will be coming out here in the next day or two about kind of looking back at the the preseason a little bit. And kind of, I'm a I'm a big stat junkie, so I took a little bit of a statistical dive into a few areas and, and some things that stood out. So um as always you can you can check me out on twitter um you you had mentioned my twitter handle m underscore hanson 13 the correct way with h-a-n-s-e-n <laughs> um that's what i always tell people it's it's not o-n it's the right way e n. um but I, i'll be you know i always spewing off viking stuff i'll i'll be sharing my my content there and as what my my content as well as other people's content. So definitely won't have any shortage of of content there either
1: five seconds or less who's going farther this year go for hockey or go huskies woo i gotta roll with my huskies of course you go do. huskies homer homer for the vikings homer for the huskies but that's Let's why i like huskies. you mitchell that's why i like you m well, underscore Hanson 13 can we do this again soon yes absolutely and back to the, the the gophers
0: thing the gophers just steal the head coach they steal all of the, the assistant oh, coaches stop all it. the players they, they all come from say close
1: they don't steal anybody they all want to be here that's that's what they yeah. want to do and, and, and you know what they say money talks and you know what walks <laughs> mitchell <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate it thank you I had a great time m underscore hands 13 on that twitter machine Candicehoopas.com as well. That will do it for this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat, the 136th edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. I'll be back in this feed a bit later on this week. Uh, talking about more than likely the Athan Calicomanus era, or at least brief stint for the Gopher football team. Oh, that sounds like it'll be a ton of fun. Gopher's at Happy Valley with a backup quarterback. Yikes. We'll talk about it with Daniel House a bit later on this week in this feed. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again real soon.